The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. Hold on to your ankles, Australia. I'm coming in dry. And Michael Lucas. All dark space. (laughs) When nude, sign me up. Go directly there. This is Emsolation. I'm not getting strong unicorn of death, psychiatric, psychic vibes. The psychic and the psychiatric can be very closely aligned when it comes to the unicorn of death. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, Logie, an actor award-winning screenwriter, Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every Thursday. This week we finally review the touching, searing, haunting documentary. My Massive Cock, that's right. Michael and I sat down and watched it together this week. And we then found out a member of the cast is a huge fan of our show. They contacted us. There's been emails. You'll hear all about that. We also talk about the fact that Michael Lucas should write the Madonna movie and I'm really going to push for that. And he gives a, look, a convincing pitch. You do not want to miss Michael's pitch. I play the role of Madonna, of course, obviously, and he pitches the movie to me. And I feel like I feel like this is going to happen. I do want to tell you all a couple of things. First of all, Elio started Kinder this week. He's had, at the time of recording, as I speak to you now, we've had one hour at Kinder. We arrived at Kinder. The thing, unfortunately, is Elio refers to the, all the other kids as the kids. So he is not part of that description. He calls them the kids. Oh, the kids are being loud. Oh, the kids are playing with that. Oh, there's a kid there. And I said to him, you know, you're a kid. You, Elio, are a kid. No, I'm not. I'm not a kid. So we got there. They'd set up all these beautiful stations. He literally went and played with each each station, like 30 seconds, came over and said, I'm done. I'm ready to go. And I said, oh, no, no. We're staying here. We're staying here. And so they, you know, they did the things you do at kinder. You make a macaroni picture, you read a story, you go to the home corner, you cook something in the microwave. And I was able to kind of start stealthing out and sneaking out and they were sitting down to read a story and I could hear my child loudly announce, stories are boring. I want to do something else. And I just kept slowly walking backwards. Uh, So we sat in the car park, (laughs) sat in my car, just like eyes on the door, making sure he didn't make a run for it. And we went back in and he was sitting there still critiquing everything, asked a million questions and I did have a little flex moment. And if you're, if you're the parent of an autistic child like Elio, you know, obviously autism presents in lots of different ways, but for Elio he has a freakish memory. He's super-duper great with facts and like he's just his vocabulary is off the charts and they were hanging up a painting he did and the painting was rubbish because he doesn't care for painting. Like I, I truly think he wasn't even looking and he just like splashed some pencil and paint just it was like it was really bad. 
But the teacher said to him, we'll put your name on it. To which Elio looked at her and said, okay, it's (gasps) E-L-I-O-L-E-O. All the mothers just looked at me and I'm like, oh, I know. And then I'm like, I apologise for his genius. Like, oh, it's nice. He's autistic. He's got a great memory. I should just like, shut up. But I was so, I just had a little like, yes. Anyway, I mean, he doesn't really understand letters, but he has a memory. So you just tell him anything. You can walk in and say, this morning he was telling me how he'd never seen a green agapantha because he wanted to know what the purple flowers are that grow all around our house. And I said, they're agapanthas and you only have to tell him something once. And then you've got this little kid just rocking out the term Agapantha. Anyway, so that was great. Odette started at her new school and so far so good. She did a reinvention. She's, you know, got herself some new clothes. We've got a great haircut. She's going in, you know, hanging out with lots of art kids. She's already in a media chat group and they're talking about all their favourite films. It's so lovely to see her with her people. She's found her people. And the other amazing thing to happen was that Marcella and I sat down and watched Shotgun Wedding with J-Lo and Jennifer Coolidge and Lenny Kravitz. Josh Jamal was there, other people we don't really care about. It was terrible, so shit, spectacularly shit, and I loved it. It was just we only watched the first 40 minutes and we skipped all the violence because I just want to let everyone know romantic action comedy is not a real genre. Let's be real here. But Jennifer Coolidge dressed in a head-to-toe floral masterpiece, wielding a double-action pump shotgun, screaming, Nobody fucks with my family. It's just not something I ever thought I would see, and yet I have. Lenny Kravitz is there, no shirts, just jackets and leather pants. The storyline is wild. J-Lo is throwing grenades and, like, using swords and throwing herself down hills. But that bitch's hair is perfect the whole time. Kudos to the hair and makeup team. If there is not an Oscar nomination for J-Lo's hair and makeup team in Shotgun Wedding, because from the neck down, she was, like, she had mud and scratches, but her face, there was, like, a line. They must have drawn a line and said there's to be nothing happening from here up, Okay. Anyway, if you are really sad about something and need to stop crying, put this movie on. If you want to be able to sit down and just really barely look up from your phone, except for occasionally to like perv on Lenny Kranitz and and laugh at Jennifer Coolidge, watch this movie. It's fucking awful. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I believe it is available on Amazon. Okay, that is all I will give you. This app is, look, I know I say this every week, but my God, we really went off on some tangents. Strap in and strap on. All right, play the music. Insulation. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Lucas, welcome to this week's edition of Insulation. Thank you, Amelia Rossiano, <laughs> for that formal welcome. <laughs> we have to do it so at least Zeke has an edit point. Okay, that's good. That's what we, we have already for. been thoroughly debating <laughs> all manner of things. There's so many things to get Content to. Content and process have been torn apart. <laughs> Everything down from the T-shirt I'm wearing. 
Don't waste my time. I don't want to see any fucking H&M. Listen, when... This is just society's unrealistic expectations of how a woman should present herself in the media. You feel no obligation to tease yourself up for something that goes mm-hmm. out to hundreds of thousands of people. Mm. You're in a, a T-shirt and some, like, quite frankly, you look like you're off to fair day. Yeah, well, in fact, <laughs> if you ask me what would be a good look for insulation, I would say off to fair day is not bad. <sighs> no, you look like one of the gays that gave up. Oh, that is brutal. What, but also to a certain extent true. <laughs> so now she's demanding wardrobe. I've got to go have to buy 12 novelty shirts with various motifs of, I don't know, yabbies and Australiana and hang them in the cupboard so when she comes in, came in in a black hoodie and I'm here all done up to the nines. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you put in some effort. <laughs> you just don't care. It's fine. Next week, everybody, expect to see Michael in some pretty... Actually, if anyone owns a men's clothing outlet that, you know, for gay men that have given up, that is a whole brand, gay men who have given up. I want to start an Instagram account. (laughs) (laughs) Like, your hair's dyed, you got a rainbow on your top, your shorts are kind of, like, there, but they're very scraggly and need some trimming. You've got some, like, Michael Jackson action happening on your feet with the white socks and the black shoes. So at some point you cared... <laughs> Don't even try to critique me. This bitch just looked me up and down and tried to critique. Go on, find something to critique. No, nothing. Yes, I am high maintenance, but I think you got to be. And frankly, I enjoy it. Do you notice my ring matches my shirt? Do you notice my earring is a smiley face and my mm. ring is a smiley face? Mm. You will not find one fucking thing out of place in this outfit. Mm. Go and try. No, I'm not even going to Do you think that I match attempt. the background? I didn't notice it, but thank you for pointing it out so I can further appreciate your effort and genius. It's combative, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binies. Uh, <laughs> is it going to help if I say combative is probably Shit. the <laughs> don't... Oh, I don't know it's why combative. the tension's roiling. <laughs> because Michael Lickers questions my Madonna sources. And, yep. look, let's get straight into it. Obviously, we're still high on the fact that we're going to see her on August 26th in New York. She is teasing Australian dates now. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. That's okay. Nah. We'll see her first. We will. Yeah, it's great. And I am making the prediction before we get into our battle that Beyonce will appear at the show that we are seeing. Wow. I've never felt sure about anything in my life. Wow. Because obviously it's happening at Madison Square Garden. She's just got to stroll down from her Tribeca mansion mm. and she did do the Vogue remix. They, yeah, totally. Right? She sent her that very fawning yep. note afterwards that yep. Madonna so <laughs> beautifully put on her Instagram. <laughs> and, like, it's her only Saturday night show in New York. Makes I sense. think that tragically I know... Um, about Beyonce's former viewings of Madonna concerts. She tends to go to the LA shows. I don't want to pour, but I remember that. I remember. Why? She'll go to New York. Okay. Because Madonna has said so many times New York is like, that's the birthplace. It's the place. It's, the, it's where Vogue was happening. Yeah. It's where Vogue, like, Beyonce cares about details. Mm. Like, Beyonce wouldn't turn up in denim shorts for a filming. You know? I think you could find... Ple- in fact, I've got an image. Absolutely fact, not. What? Someone put up what did Beyonce wear in her crazy in love video, Hang her on. debut Excuse solo me. single, Iconic. Excuse me? I think you'll find some denim shorts. Of course. But she's not sitting down for her weekly, like, show that she makes. <laughs> she's sexily relaunching herself as a solo act. <laughs> it's a big difference. Are you sexily relaunching yourself as a solo act? No. <laughs> I still think it could happen. I still think it could happen. 
Mm. So obviously the Madonna movie can't and all sorts of speculation around why. Someone has come forward in the last couple of days and given very specific details. Movie was canned well before World Tour was decided. Mm. Some people saying and suggesting that this is the reaction to the movie being canned. My, you know, can I just interject with a theory can and you unverified? Please do. please do, please do. I think that Madonna said, okay, we obviously have to announce that the movie's off. Let me do the World Tour announcement first so that I'm riding a wave of good publicity and then just we'll try and quietly, like, get it out there that, by the way, no movie. I think that was, I think the timing was Definitely. delivered in that way. I agree with you. Now, Demois, as you know, is my favourite gossip site. Demois had a member of Madonna's inner circle contact them. Mm. Now, this also feels a bit planned too because the stuff that came out, I wouldn't be mad about if I was Madonna. But first of all, the the person, the the unnamed choreographer, Mm. said that the main reason the movie was rubbish was because Madonna kept sanitising it. Mm. She didn't want anything bad to be in there, but it wasn't Madonna sanitising it. He said, I'm assuming it's a he, a sassy gay man. I can see him in my mind right Mm -hmm. now and he's not wearing your outfit. Um, I think that... He said that she's got all these kind of up-and-coming fashion designers or people who are just hanging around because of the fame and they don't want her to get herself cancelled. So they keep saying to her, no, don't do that, that's bad. If that came out, you'd be cancelled. And he said they just keep squashing every kind of radical, wild thing that she did. And Mm. he said she's listening to these people that have no buy-in to her actually telling the truth. Mm. So she'd ask, you know, like she likes to surround herself with the latest or Mm. I don't know why she does it, but she doesn't like she doesn't put any kind of anyone in there with real gravitas that's maybe done this, the thing with her. She's always the oldest person in the room. She like that's the thing. Mm. So I think it's isn't that amazing. I uh, look, I, I I seems sus to me. I think if she was really if she was really surrounded by young woke police, her social media of the past six years would look very very. <laughs> Very different. She's been, I mean, I don't truly believe in cancellation in terms of I think it's all a bit of an overblown thing, but if it were true, she's been, she gets cancelled every month. <laughs> Can I read you what this man said? Please. Okay, here we go. I spent, this is him t- discussing the Madonna boot camp. Yes. And as you and I have said, mm. that's the only movie I care about. Yeah. I need the uh, documentary. I, well, yeah, the reality show. I need a full reality series. Becoming Madonna. Yeah. Like, ah, uh. ah. Uh, uh, Oh my god, it writes itself. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, I've got an I've got an erection just thinking about it. Okay, this is what he said. That's a very Madonna comment to me. <laughs> me. I spent over sixteen weeks of my life helping actors and dancers in what can only be described as the most unnecessarily intense mm-hmm. and perfectionist boot camp style audition process I have ever known in my twelve years as a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, damn. There's rumours out there that I'm a perfectionist and I'm <laughs> grilling everyone. Oh, how upsetting. As if she didn't plant this guy on Dumois. Mm. As if. Mm. I love it. The movie was cancelled because she's too professional. Well, also, I could easily imagine um, being, you know, having been very familiar with how painful it can be to develop a script and how, I mean, you well know to stare at that screen and go round and round in circles. So then to go into another space and get out all of your frustration and put the onus on other people and basically unleash all your perfectionist instincts in, in a form where you can just say, do it better, do it better, do it better, it would be, it would be satisfying. Oh, my God. But I just want to say this is your script to write. I fucking... Oh, no. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> right, the story. Not Madonna's life story, should be clarified. The story of the boot camp. No. Oh, you think the life you story? You <laughs> need to write the movie. 
just write it. Oh, no, I agree. I'd be amazing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Good for her. It, w- <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. <laughs> no, I'm born and bred. No one's better qualified. I agree. I'm sitting on. Can you pitch it to me? I'm a donor. I'm a donor. Wait, sh- I'm sitting here. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Why my, should you write my well, story? <laughs> because and what the I fuck are you wearing to our meeting? I'm in Michael. contact with the true essence, the true tension that has seen you become truly iconic. Mm-hmm. Envelope pushing, rule breaking. Only I can dramatise the highs and the lows, the soaring triumphs and searing, crushing disappointments that that made you the uh, incandescent icon that you are. And I will focus specifically on your imperial period. (laughs) (laughs) Starting, it'll start with you bound to a chair by Sean Penn at your lowest ebb, and it will finally finish with you on tour, being cancelled by the Pope and for Blonde Ambition. Yes. Hi, gay. Anyway, no, she won't accept it. And I'll tell you why. That was an amazing pitch. But she, her, um... There was a script that was written about her called Blonde Ambition. It was written on spec, as you are suggesting I do, and she got really, really angry about have it. Have you read it? It's my... Yeah, of course I have. <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah. Hi, gay. It's in the, it's in the early I've days. I've seen you more offended. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> Fucking hell. I went totally Julian Assange <laughs> going into the code trying to find that script, and I got it. No, it was easy to find. Literally. Of course I have. You were like a lady fanning it. You clutched your purse. Yeah. Well, do you want to know Tell the pitch me. of that one? It was early days. Oh. And it was about it was about how she sort of sacrificed love and had to do everything to like did everything to get to the top. Yeah. And so the climax yeah. was um was her performance of Like a Virgin at the MTV. Which VMAs. we watched the other night together. Iconic, yes. Yes. Her flailing around like a drunk bride. And, and everyone afterwards drunk was just like what had happened? Everyone what looked shell No one had seen, apparently, this is so they claim, no one had seen someone be so flagrantly <laughs> sexual in a, but not in a kind of pretty attract the men way in an in your face. Yeah. Anyway, great. but um, but their dramatic climax, get this, and I don't think they had verified sources for this, that she, it was all about her sort of moving through men and none of them could keep up with her. Good. And so climactically, on the day of that performance, it's like she's pregnant and, and just before she goes on stage, she has to look her long-term boyfriend in the eye and say, I aborted the baby. And then she goes on and sings Like a Vision. Now, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. And so needless to say, when Madonna got her hands on it, <laughs> I don't think she was thrilled. <laughs> but yours would be so no, much better. It would, not be, it would not be that. Yes, that's true. I need you. Can you just But I just think it? she said in her mind, only I can tell my story. I think that's I think that's just how she thinks. I, I, don't, I think if she sees something that is her life with another person's name on it, it's just, it's thrown out. The other hilarious thing was she went through that script and started screen grabbing it and putting it on her social media pointing out all the problems except some things that she said, this never happened. Everyone was like, oh, Madonna, it did. This video of you doing it. So that was a fun twist. I'm not going to give up on this. Thank you for your faith. It's all right. All right, Nostradamus. So we did our predictions Mm. for the year Mm. and two of yours have already basically come true. (laughs) Such an exaggeration. Intriguing signs, though. Intriguing signs. How dare you say it's an exaggeration? Well, it is. Well, I'm expecting the Harry Styles-Jennifer Aniston engagement announcement at any moment. Wait, play my... um, All right, here is Michael's... I love he's giving editing notes now. Play Michael's... (laughs) Sorry, Zeke. (laughs) Play Michael's prediction about... Harry Styles. Harry Styles, who will he next hook up with? <gasps> Jennifer Aniston. Okay, so what happened? Tell everybody. Go on. Well, there was 
quite a lot for the Harry Styles online watcher. Um, because it, he was in the middle of a performance in LA, I presume. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know where it was, LA. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, he was wearing leather pants. He changes up his costumes quite a lot. I, I appreciate that mm. because everyone documents his shows mm. so thoroughly mm. and I don't think I've seen him repeat an outfit yet. No. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, because we're seeing him in four weeks. <laughs> I don't know I, try, I do my best to take after him when it comes to dressing. Sorry. I'm just going to say Sorry. it. Like, we've got to get you a sponsor, mate. <laughs> <laughs> No, but he does change. And we're seeing him in four weeks, less. So exciting. Anyway. I'm not excited. He, um, uh, you say this, Meh. cut to M an hour before he comes on Are stage. Are you going to wear denim shorts to Harry Styles? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you to see if you could get a custom-made sequin outfit like he wore oh, with Oh, yeah, Shania we're going to dress like Shania and Harry. Well, it's we? a bit late now. They need to be fitted. You and also, I don't think I'd, I don't think... with me at where I am at now, I would look quite the same as he did. I have a... <laughs> you can wear one of my jumpsuits. I have some. Mm. You could wear the one I wore to last tour, you know, the teal one with the kind of fringing on the front. You look good in that. Mm. Would I? Yes. (laughs) Better than what you're wearing now. I think you. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, go. And his pants. And Jennifer Aniston was there. Yes. No, but we didn't know that at first. What happened was that he, uh, yes, he did it almost like a lunge Mm. forward and the pants ripped very dramatically. Oh, how devastating. Yeah, at the crotch. But he was wearing underwear, just so we're. It wasn't a Lenny Kravitz situation. Oh, Oh. Oh my god, I can't I can't even tell you about Lenny Kravitz. I watched Shotgun Wedding. Okay, don't don't side quest it. Okay. Go, go, go. No. Oh, yeah. Lenny doesn't the, yeah, because remember, famously, yes, Lenny's pants ripped, his leather pants. Yeah, and like, he had a cock ring on. And imagine like the cock ring would have been friction against the yeah, leather. I thought his about that. Would have had hot dick and balls. Like mm. that is a crazy commitment mm. to not want why wouldn't you put I feel like he was fresh from having sex with like eight people mm. and just had to quickly get on stage, but also one of the juices to be wafting up to inspire him to give a sexy performance. Mm. Um <laughs> Um, keep going. He wore a lot of leather in Shotgun Wedding too. Yeah. We have to talk about that sidebar. I might have to sub tell her in for you because she watched it with me and my God. Okay, go. His pants split. He was yes. wearing undies. And then, and then it was especially embarrassing because Jennifer Aniston was at the oh show gosh. and then now it's on the record mm-hmm. that he had a childhood crush yep. on Jennifer Aniston. I'm sure she was invited backstage. Did you know all of this? No, I did not. Did I you had... know any of this? No, but it hadn't happened by the but time. did you know he had a childhood crush? No, I didn't know. It's it. like when Katie Holmes said she had a childhood I, crush I, on Hand Tom on Cruise. heart, I did not know. Well, they're definitely, I mean. But I did. it did occur to me that he is exactly that age of the kind of person that is grown up sort of obsessed with friends, like in the way that we were with the brain. Bunch or something that freaks me out so much, but that's just the way it is. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we loved old sitcoms. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, and now an old sitcom is friends. <laughs> they definitely, they definitely went on a date after. Hundred percent. Well, the thing is, I don't think we'll ever. We may never know if my theory was correct, but I think it was. I, you know, or at least I think there would have been frisson. That's enough for me. And also, what a way to start the conversation because, like, it's like you're coming in, you're just immediately talking about his crotch. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer. Nice underpants, Harry. <laughs> oh my god! And then the other prediction you said. And he's that- like, I used to like it when I worked at the bakery. I work in a bakery. <laughs> Sorry. Never apologise for doing Harry's voice. Okay, so, mm. okay, so you be Harry and I'll be Jennifer. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> hey, Harry. Great show. And what? What does he say? Thanks, Governor. Wishing a treat, Governor. No, I don't know. How does he speak? <laughs> go, go, go! Like, okay. Hey, Harry, great show. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> thanks for accepting my free tickets. I don't know what, now he's Ocker. <laughs> I mean, this is a masterclass. I don't know why you're not in front of the camera, to be honest. I predicted that Albo would get married this year. Mm. 
And then you offhandedly said, Missy Higgins will play at the wedding. Mm. And then... He launches his arts policy. And who should be playing... Missy Higgins. Missy Higgins. And weren't they both taking pictures of each other, posting each other? And as if she, he didn't say to her, I'm yeah, planning them. Yeah, look, getting hitched. Would you mind? Yeah. Just none of your breakup ones. But have you no, got she does. I was, that's the, exactly any, where I was. Any I of the cheery gosh, songs? Of, got anything cheery? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she does. She's ah. played at weddings. I know she's played oh, at she's weddings. Oh, she's amazing. She's an amazing musician. But I saw that and I was like, fuck, he's done it again. Yeah. Aniston Higgins. Mm. God. Good for you. <laughs> what Beyonce is to Obama, Higgins is to Albanese. <laughs> <laughs> well, it finally happened. Uh, you and I sat down last night with a margarita each mm. and we watched My Massive Cock. Mm. Uh, I like to call him the weapon of ass destruction. Ooh. I just thought, Jesus Christ, it's going to kill me. Celebrated from poetry to porn. So it really matters in my line of work. Bigger is often seen as better. I'm still always on the look for the next big one that might tick all my boxes. There's such a thing as too big. But for some, it's not always a blessing. It's either don't go out or someone stares at your cock, really. So, yes, um, what a... It, <laughs> we, at times, had to pause it. We did. It was a lot. So what I need to tell you and yeah. I, is that after we spoke about My Massive Cock mm. last time, mm. one of the stars of My Massive Cock started listening to our podcast. Wow. And became a fan mm. and emailed us and asked if he could be a guest on the show. And astonishingly, but perhaps not at all surprisingly, he was the one who won our hearts. You and I are looking at each other the whole time watching. Who, we started calling him Sad Matt. Look, you might think that this documentary is just about very proud men flopping their dicks out. Actually, no. it was a searing and yearning look at an innate sadness. And there are <laughs> troubles faced by the very, very obscenely well-hung gentleman that you may never have considered. Hi, gay. And Matt. <laughs> and this guy, Matt. he had decades of you could feel the weight of, of obviously the penis, but then in addition to that, <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> so we're watching this show and first we meet Scott and, like, to be fair, Scott's, Scott's well hung. Like, I wouldn't see Scott and gasp and say, it's a baby elephant in that man's pants. Can I you know, just like... say, Em was watching the whole time, every time it appeared on screen. Some of them revealed, some of them didn't. He was definitely revealed. Yeah. And then Em every single time was like, manageable. <laughs> manageable. You could take it. Mm. <coughs> it wouldn't look like a crime scene. Which was a situation that was described yeah, at like one the point. opening frames. Mm. One man said that it was the first time he'd had sex with a man and mm. he was doing the deed and then, oh, mm. well, have a listen to him describe it. So I turned the light on and there was just blood everywhere. So we, we meet Scott and his friends, are, his friends are assholes. First up, Scott needs new friends. Mm. His friends were taking shots of him in the change room and sending it around the town that they live in. And their defence was, you're in a change room. It's free open slather. <laughs> Sorry, what? The only thing that struck me as a little odd was that somehow he must have supplied these non-consensually taken videos for the production to use. <laughs> <laughs> But let's not dig into that. Overall, yeah. consent is consent. Yeah. And Scott was trying to find love. He was. And Scott went on one particular date mm. that floored us, mm. didn't it? Mm. It was a stunning it was a stunning moment for Scott. He 
found a woman online and he decided to take her on a, tr- a restaurant train. With a camera crew. And above them, uh, as he sat down, above them was a neon sign that said, all aboard. <laughs> She's taking in a lot, this lady. He's taking me to a train restaurant yep. and with a camera crew. Yeah. And she doesn't know why she's there. I mean, I'm sure if she was told it was a dating mm. show, right? Mm. And he reveals to us outside and to the camera that he's going to let her know about his enormous penis. Mm. Like just he feels like it's the right thing to do. Mm. So have a listen to Scott just letting his date know. So partly, you know, struggle of, for, for dating, if, I, if I'm being completely honest, is that um, I, I, have a, I, have a, I, have, I have a big, a big penis. Okay. Well, thank you. I'd rather. Her trying to figure out, like, what facial expression would you pull? Because he's being quite serious, right? Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there, you're having your time, you've had a couple of wines, and then mm. your date literally <laughs> looks at you and says, I've got a huge penis. <laughs> what? How are you? What are you doing with your face? Like, how do you pitch your face? She went neutral. <laughs> and, then... and then she thanked him. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, mm. And still trying to feel out, like, Okay. Mm, mm. And then if that were me, I mean, straight away, you're obsessed. I need to see this thing. Mm, I would have mm. gone and Googled him in the toilet. I would have gone to the train restaurant toilet and tried to find, because if the person sitting next to you says, I have an obscenely massive dong, mm. but you can't see it now, mm. and maybe you might get to see it later, all I want to do, I just, I, I would have said to him, okay, what are we talking? Just show me. I, I can't focus on the rest of this dinner until I see it. <laughs> I'm just thinking about her friends and family that no doubt she went, oh, look, I've decided to, like, you know, go on this dating show. I don't know what it is. It's new. It's top secret. I'll let you know when it comes out. And then they go, how'd it go? How'd it go? What, what's the show called? What's the idea? And she just goes, what's called? My massive cock. <laughs> also, clearly it did not precede the the uh, relationship, sadly. No. Can't <laughs> believe with that strong foundation at the very beginning. <laughs> he was honest. With his candour, his yeah. choice of venue. But Scott with the manageable cock wasn't our favourite, okay? So then we kind of, we, we met the really thin, thin, skinny guy who makes, like, models and he had the biggest one. Like, it was, he made Also the most out of proportion. So out. He was five foot six and he... Thicker than he, his arm, he said, literally. He, he said, I can, I can put my arm around my forearm. I can put my hand around my forearm, mm. but I cannot close my hand around... My dong. Mm-hmm. And he made a stunning piece of art. Well, I'm making the mould because, well, I'm an artist and everyone talks about my cock constantly. It's everywhere. And he, he put his penis in a Coke bottle and then he made a mould and he presented it to two of his female friends in the middle of a table at a pub. Mm. And you and I, some dicks were pixelated, some dicks were not. And we yes. figured out, what was there? we figured it out? Well, no, we did, but then we were confounded. We thought it was just if they were erect, they were pixelated. But then Soft, good to go, hard, no. Yeah. I think that was the that production was rule. Is, but then we were getting quite generous looks at that <laughs> dude at the strip show as he was using that contraption mm. to achieve an erection. And then I thought, well, I don't know, the rules are out the window. Oh, the strip show guy with the business shirt, just talking about how he mm. can't he can't get hard. What was the question they asked him? Remember he was sitting there with his pants off, penis pumping in a business yeah. shirt? And what did they ask him? Oh, they were just, uh, he was just explaining that it was quite difficult without any women backstage and everything for him. So he had to, the fact that there's a full camera crew in his face might have also provided some difficulty, I think. But while he's sitting there, just mm. pumping, mm. just totally pumping. And uh, so there was, yes, there was that. But also there was one woman who had um, a tattoo up the side of her arm so that men could measure their dicks. Yeah. 
on her arm because mm. she's what we call a size queen mm. and doesn't want anything less than an eight inch. Mm. So if you, it's kind of like you have to be this tall to ride this roller coaster. Mm. She has a similar <laughs> thing on her arm. <laughs> Imagine being that woman. Mm. Like you're getting hot and sexy, you like the guy and you're like, sorry, can you just, I've just got to, can, <laughs> can I just measure you on my arm? So we're going through all these people. We meet a lovely couple. Remember the couple who like to bring in third yes. men? She so, was well and truly on board. Sometimes you'd look into his eyes and think, how okay with it, <laughs> this are you? But our favourite was Sad Matt. He was. And he's been through a lot. And there was one particular story that oh. really well, well, well let's set the scene for okay. Sad Matt though. We we first see Sad Matt in a <laughs> swimming. <laughs> swimming. Swimming in the radioactive lake. It was he's a removed very, himself from society. It, I can't remember whether when they you know, in Springfield with <laughs> the, the, the three eyed fish. fish. <laughs> yeah. It that lake had that vibe. Totally. He was swimming alone. Abandoned dump. There would have been there would have been fish there, like genetically modified everything. Okay, <laughs> and he's removed himself from society. He's like Hulk. He's like the Hulk, but just the penis part. Mm. And he's... he can't go to a beautiful, gorgeous beach. <laughs> but the production, for, so he he's going swimming nude in this sad radioactive lake. Mm. Sad Matt, but he he appears with this long black velvet cock sock situation. It it looked like a beak. It looked like between his mm. legs was a big black beak. Or a Star Wars creature. Yeah. Like the, you know, the scream mask <laughs> but without the white beak. Dark side know. of the force. <laughs> Sorry. But this, and it was also a G-string. It was mm. just the oddest choice for production. They put him in the most embarrassing, it's I'm at, it's like something like the Stonecutters, like secret men's society. It looked like his penis was a member of, like, the Illuminati and if dicks had an... Okay, stay with me, stay with me, right? Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Imagine if there was a group of penises and they had an Illuminati, right? Mm, mm. And all these... The Illuminati penises would meet, say, once a month. Mm. And when you attend it, you've got to do the special knock on the door mm. so they know. But that is the outfit each Close. Illuminati dick would wear. Mm. <laughs> and they'd speak Latin to each other. Yes, mm. they would. So Sad Matt is just... He's had a hard time. Can't find love. He just wants love. And then we heard... I mean, we're going we're gonna to put the story in, okay? There's one particular story that we had to rewind and play again to make sure mm. we heard it correctly. Mm. Here's Matt talking about how he thinks perhaps there's a chance maybe in one particular relationship perhaps mm. he was fetishised and objectified. There was one girl who was very into me being at my biggest, so she found uh, online, she ordered a, a custom penis pump that I could use to be basically as hard as long as she wanted it to be. You know, I want to see it fully erect and obviously uh, that the only way to do that is with, with pumping. It's not something you can maintain an erection. It creates a vacuum seal and then even if you're not particularly aroused, you end up filling up the tube. She'd be doing the, doing the cooking, I would be encouraged to fill this up and then you can unplug it and then you can go about your daily business. She'd be able to sort of look at me like some sort of phallic totem pole while we were, you know, watching TV or playing Scrabble or doing whatever mundane evening activities she wanted. It's not on. Do not 
ever make your partner put their dick in a trophy cabinet while you play Scrabble and demand it stay hot. <laughs> no, we were chilled and that... We were That chilled. woman has questions she to answer. is. Where's that? Where's I her documentary? Know. I don't know. Can you imagine just... Okay, let's... Imagine you're just bringing it up. <laughs> hey, babe. Like, how do you have that conversation with your new partner? You know, <laughs> this is what I want you to do. I don't know. You'd have to be pulling out that, look, if I'm going to do all the chopping of the vegetables before dinner. Put your dick in a glass case. <laughs> in a glass case of emotion. And it was. And I just imagine poor Matt sitting there, like, with his, with the, mm. with the fucking trophy, the fish tank on his dick. I imagine it's not physically comfortable. And, she, and saying things like, oh, uh, that's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> Five letter words starting with so anyway. Triple word score. <laughs> Your dick is getting soft. Pump! I could have been, to be fair, I mean, he would get lightheaded. Maybe it was a very elaborate strategy to win Scrabble. All of a sudden his vocabulary he starts did say to that. slide. He said if he gets fully erect, he can pass out. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not. It's not funny. Anyway. So we spoke about my massive cock, right? So at the end I look at you and I say, hey, one of these guys contacted us. I don't mm. know which one it was. I, I feel like it's going to be Sad Matt. You and I just kind of knew yeah. that if anyone is going to love Emsolation, mm. it's mm. going to be Sad Matt. Mm. So sure enough, it was. Mm. Sad Matt sent us an email. <gasps> I Are can't you ready? believe this. This is from Sad Matt. It's okay. Hi, found the show when you were talking about the show I was on last year and became a fan. I noticed My Massive Cock must have aired in Australia as I've gotten a bunch of new DMs and wonders if you had any questions about the show. I've already done a bunch of press and radio for the show and then he gave us a little link to some of his press if we had any questions. Let me know if you're interested. If not, I'm glad you got some good content out of my embarrassing TV appearance. Oh. 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 Oh, no, he said he was a fan. He said he was a fan. Yeah, yeah. So we, we contacted him to see if he wanted to come on the show today. Wow. And he got straight back to us. Yeah. And he said, I'd love to, I can't because I'm on a date. Oh, triumph. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Magic Mike. Here we go. Oh, God, such diversity <laughs> of topics. Yes. I find out today yeah. that Channing Tatum and Roxanne Gay are writing a book together. So just what? consume that information. Yeah. Yep, that's right. They are going to be doing a series of... Because he, he kind of apparently felt bad about the Magic Mike vibes, like the early films is a little bit, like, not great for women. So he wants to kind of make amends. Okay. And Roxanne Gay's on board. I love that. Have they said what the book is about? Yes, it's a fun and sexy romance novel. Oh, it's a fiction book? Yeah. That Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all we know so far. But Roxanne... I mean, I feel like combined, those two would really understand pleasing women. They, they, a million percent. They really would. Right? In every I facet. Mean, they're coming at it from very different angles, but they're, but I'm sure they're both achieving success. So we've been lucky enough, Michael, you'll be in Sydney, but we are having our own premiere of Magic Mike, wow. Last Dance. Mm. It's so exciting. We're getting wristbands. It's on the actual night of the Melbourne premiere. We're, like, we're going to be hobnobbing with, like, ex-maths contestants. In the same like, venue. Obscure bachelorettes. <laughs> yes. 
you could get, I don't know. Oh, Emma Rossiano's going to be there? Yeah, I was going to say. You could also get some talent show Totally. Oh, yeah, that could be some. Oh, Apart yeah. from your good self. Australia's got talent, all that. Yeah. Um, the block. Oh, there'll be some blockheads there, won't there? Anyway, we're Rob getting Rob Mills might show up. Oh, Rob Mills will definitely show up. Mm. So you, everyone's getting their own wristband. It's our own launch. It's very exciting. And also they're providing us with dancers. Oh, you're joking. No, I am not joking. Wow. You know, we've got a gold class cinema. It's going to be up close and personal. Wow. With two dancers. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So the last dance, Magic Mike Lane takes to the stage after a lengthy hiatus following a business deal that went bust, leaving him broke and taking bartender gigs in Florida. For what he hopes will be one last hurrah, Mike heads to London with a wealthy socialite enter Salma Hayek, who lures him in with an offer he can't refuse and an agenda of her own. With everything on the line, once Mike discovers what she truly has in mind, will he and the roster of hot new dancers he'll have to whip into shape be able to pull it off? Oh, he'll be pulling it off, all right. (laughs) I'm going to get really dressed up because just in case... Channing looks out from the screen and sees me mm. and maybe wants to make the, the last, last dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. After. Um, are there, is there confirmation of any of the other former cast members, like the Joe guy that was... I don't get, care. You don't care? I just, I mean, if him and Selma aren't going at each other five minutes and I'm going to start booing. Right, okay. I, mean, I thought your main dude threshold. in that would have been would have been the Joe guy who ended up with Sofia Vergara. Yes, 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 yes. You're mm. right. Oh, yeah, Joe here. <laughs> the, the werewolf. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, no word of him. No. How quickly we forget. You in particular. You're right. I don't know if he's in it. I don't, okay. I don't care. No. All I Shannon's care about. All you need. Yeah. No, no. Is Channing still with Zoe Kravitz? Oh, I haven't checked that. Mm. I'll check that. I love Channing. He only gives me good vibes now. Really? He, well, yeah, he was a simp for Zoe. I love simps. I want all the simps. I love simps. I don't know why simpy men get a bad rap. I love them. Bring me a simp. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't he also leave his wife at the peak of success? Oh, well. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm sure it's a complicated story. We don't know. I Sadly, mean, they were lacking the kind of credible inside sources that normal, <laughs> normally brings to everyone. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I mean, now I'm, not to, now I'm not allowed to like him anymore, so... Anyway, Magic Mike, we'll be getting all those details next week. Some of you are coming along. There's very limited tickets. We're so excited. I cannot tell you. It'll be a full rundown. I think that's everything for us this week. Oh, no, I do want to acknowledge Flowers. Miley Cyrus. We haven't spoken about What a banger. She's at number one everywhere. Most streamed. Good for her. Fucking good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Keep stringing this breakup out as long as you need oh, to. Oh, we already. I feel like we already got a classic on this breakup, which was Midnight Sky. I loved it. Um, we also got Wrecking Ball from the first time they broke up. Don't forget, she wrote Wrecking Ball from the first time they broke yeah. up, and then she's written this one the the second time they've broken up. She has given us enough, and all their little <laughs> Easter eggs. And is she wearing old mate from the Hunger Games's gold dress reimagined? Is she in the house that Liam cheated on her in? Oh, I don't care. Probably. Releasing it on his birthday. I love that she's doing a bit of CrossFit, be a Pilates. Too. It really makes me want to work out. Totally, such a good tune to, as well. Most streamed song over a week in Spotify's history. But also, I was listening to these podcasts about her um, varied fortunes on the music charts. I mean, she's phenomenally successful. Phenomenal. But um, yeah, I mean. 
the the last album, I really love those singles, but they didn't really like the Midnight Sky one. It was fine, but mm. it didn't really beca- go to number one. And then also, I liked that Prisoner song with Julie. Oh yeah, that was good. And again, it just sort of simmered no, away. And you know what direction. else? You know what I really love? What I think was robbed. Should it, it was a minor hit here, but didn't do anything anywhere else. Was um, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. I loved it. <gasps> That's an, am- and it's an amazing song with Mark Ronson. Ama- amazing. Oh, that was so good. No, this is going to be but this, this is next level. Yeah. Fuck the album. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. There are so many happily married and coupled up people everywhere just playing this song to their partner, just quaking. Mm, So mm, this is what mm, could happen to you if you're not mm. like, it doesn't matter. It applies to everyone. (laughs) I love this song so much. I love her. I love that it's successful. I love the the message behind it. This is going to be a massive year for Miley. Might we get a Miley tour? She gives Nepo Babies a good name. She really does. Okay. Can we talk about Nepo Babies for a sec? Is Miley a true Nepo baby? Because Billy Ray Cyrus had, had one, one song. song. No, her success far outstripped And she him. was Hannah Montana from, like, when she was a fetus. Yes. Is she a true Nepo? Maybe she got Hannah Montana because of Billy. Well, she did have Dolly Parton as a godmother. Well, I mean, would you say no to that? Oh, no, sorry, no. I want to make it on my own. Don't make Dolly my godmother. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, and in her case as well, like, you know... <laughs> Those musical genes. I mean, she's got that country yeah. voice that stretches back generations. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, it does feel of a, a bit of a silly way to be talking. I think the real problem is more when you're in, like, politics and business. And, that. Yes. Nepo babies there. Performers, it's actually... Sydney private schools pushing through the boys and the old boys club, getting very high up in the Liberal Party and then making questions. Yes. Let's mm, talk about those mm. Nepo babies. Miley Cyrus, uh, who's <laughs> another Nepo babies? All our favourites are Nepo babies. I was watching the television show Apple TV recommended Bad Sisters, which has a big ensemble cast, including, and I can't even remember her name, this is part of the problem, but she's Bono's daughter. Oh. And I, I know. And I was I'm of, also obsessed with Celebrity Offspring, you know this. Like, I totally. follow Reese Witherspoon's daughter for I don't know why. And we don't even know. She has no profession or but anything, You does and she? I talk about her all the time. She broke her foot. All the time's a Well, bit I mean, much. if I bring her up, you know exactly what's going on in totally. her life. Ava. Ava. Philippe. <laughs> She looks just like her mother. I'm obsessed. Apple Martin just made her premiere at the fucking Chanel show in uh, French Couture Fashion Week. Apple and Apple Martin. Martin. Modelling seems like an area where perhaps the legs up are a little bit <laughs> jumping cues. I don't You'd care for modelling. Say. I don't care. All right, good. I'm glad we've discussed Nepo Babies. Okay, that's it from us. Michael will improve his outfit. Oh, no, you're in Sydney next week. I am and it'll be worse. Oh, God. Uh, you're missing out on the Magic Mike premiere too. I know. So. Oh, well, don't worry. Cello's sliding in. <laughs> On her knees, knee slide, rain. <laughs> but off her own back with not inappropriate support from her very dogged and high-profile mother. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. Okay, gang, thank you for being here. We're very excited about our Magic Mike premiere happening next week. If you were lucky enough to get a ticket, I will see you there. It would be great if you could come in like a ball gown and then maybe some runners. You know, like you just got married but you're going for your business lady power walk. I just really want to, like, differentiate the Emsolators on the night because, you know, as we said, there's going to be other celebrities there. That's very exciting. Don't forget to check out everything on our socials, our Instagram, at Emsolation Podcast. You can join the Facebook group. It's just Emsolation Podcast. You can sign up for the newsletter. All the things, all the information you need is on our Instagram profile. Just click on the link and it'll take you to all the fancy little things that you can do to be a part of the Emsolation community. Thank you so much if you are. And if this is your first time, wow, what an introduction. Have a great weekend or week ahead and I will chat to you soon.
Bye. M Salation with M Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M Rossiano with Michael Lucas and sometimes her eldest daughter, Marcella. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. With videos by James Henderson. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans, plus cameos from M's dad, Vincy. Get the full Emsolation experience by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you really want to help us out, you could become a patron of Emsolation. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by actually hitting the follow button. As always, thanks for listening. And we're excited to chat with you again soon. Oh.